0: This is episode 462 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, April 23rd, 2018. I am your host, Mark and today I want to talk about some more PlayStation VR, PlayStation VR, Ready Player One, and more Halo, a little bit of Halo, some news too. Uh, I'll jump into news. the news. The, the rumors came out, think about a week ago at this point, but I, I forgot to ever mention them. The rumors of Call of Duty Black Ops 4 coming out with no single-player campaign seem to be true, just given how many sources there were for it. But I, for one, really, really, really hope it isn't true, because I, I've mentioned it quite frequently, I think, that I buy every Call of Duty game. It's one of the few games I buy on day one every year. And why I do that is because my father loves the Call of Duty campaigns. He plays through them all. At this point, he has finished more Call of Duty games than I have. Because he's, uh, I think all of them except Call of Duty 1. So he's beaten 2, 3, 4, etc. Except I think he may still be trying to finish World at War. I think he's been struggling with that one but he did finish World War 2 and the thought of a Call of Duty game without a single player campaign really disappoints me and saddens me because those games one they they the controls are so tight and they feel so good that he feels confident playing through them he's not he's not confident. he's not going to play a game like Doom where the controls are a bit more loose um, or you just need to it's a much more fast paced and The campaigns are structured in such a nice, linear fashion that are always pushing you forward so that he can't really get lost trailing off in this direction or that direction, which is why something also like Doom is just, he's going to be so confused and the the kind of jumping platforming mechanics of Doom would confuse the hell out of him. Though, I uh, I haven't tried it yet. I did get Doom VR and... Maybe that might work a little bit better since he can just teleport, but he hasn't tried a game, a VR game with teleporting yet. So that might be a bit weird for him. Um, but yeah, the the thought of that being a reality is incredibly disappointing to me. And I hope it's not true, but it just seems like it's going to be true. and I, It seems crazy that it's like, oh, they, they just weren't able to come together because from what I know... They're on a a three-year development cycle, so they have three different developers creating, you know, the the World War II one, you have the Space Infinite Warfare, and then you have Treyarch, I think it's Treyarch, who's doing the the Black Ops series, that line of Call of Duty games. So, the fact that in that time frame they couldn't craft a single-player campaign, even if it was just like... Of four hour, like it didn't have to be super long, but just something. I don't want to see that replaced with a battle royale mode if that's really what happens. Also, if they don't have a single play, a single player campaign, they better fucking charge $40 for it. I don't, I'm not, uh, I do like the Call of Duty games. I like the zombies, more. you know, I like all the stuff they have. I like them as a complete package. I think they're fun, they still control really well. I don't play them nearly as much as I did back in the Modern Warfare days, but. You know, I would still potentially pick one up if it's 40 and doesn't have a single player campaign. But if, you, if you're if you charging me full price and there's no single player campaign, no. I'm not going to do it. So, that's disappointing. Then there was another bit of news. But I can't remember it all. So I'm just going to forget about it. Halo, still playing that. Uh, enjoying that. I'm pretty consistently even or uh, above KD1. I I don't know I don't know the words to to put there, uh, so I'm usually one for one or I'm uh, positive. There you go. I'm, I got a positive Katie or I'm just even, which is good. I'm happy that I'm at that part. And me and my buddy Justin are winning games more often than losing them at this point, which is fun too. That's a nice little thing. Uh, our our last man, we had a, we had a tough loss today, but we also had a good win. But it was a rough. We also played today against. A full team a full clan so four people who are all they all have the same gamer tag except for different numbers at the very end and that was a nightmare that game that match ended quickly we got destroyed and it shows you the power of working in a team when you go up against four people who are clearly communicating and working together and you guys are just dicking around it doesn't matter if they're not the most amazing players in the in the world they're going to wreck you uh, and they probably know the map very well much better than us because we've played uh 70 ish matches at this point and one of the guys on their team he's played almost a thousand matches so i'm sure he knows the map much better than us but uh the vr stuff we i, I picked up a handful of vr games that were cheap around 12 dollars, 15 dollars. doom vr haven't on that or I haven't tried that yet then they were like stupid crap with Best Buy it's like oh you do in-store pickup Oh, and then I recheck the order and it's like oh this stuff will arrive here on Friday of next week. I'm like Bleh? I thought everything was in stock and that's why you're like this one has everything in stock and you can do the in-store pickup from them. Nope can I update the order and have it shipped because that would be quicker nope won't let me so that's annoying because uh, I got Drive Club because I figured as, as light as that game may be My dad loves racing, so that's a a much cheaper option, introduction to VR racing than Gran Turismo. Uh, PlayStation VR Worlds, or just Worlds, whatever the hell it was called, which we dabbled with, which that one is worth it alone for the Ocean Descent, or whatever it was called, where you're in a cage, and one of the scenarios has you just going on and getting to look at fish uh, as they're swimming around you, Uh, and that lasts maybe five minutes and then there's the shark encounter which has you're doing the same thing pretty much but then you see a crashed submarine and then the at the end the shark is swimming around you and attacking your cage eventually rips off the door and when you think it's about to get you a falling debris a falling rock big one smacks it on the head and you go back up and you're alive and then there's a coral reef one which i haven't tried yet but I thought that was really cool. And that's the kind of stuff that I really like in VR is these kind of experiences where, like, I'm never going to be in a cage underwater ever getting to see all this beautiful wildlife. And I really love, you know, all the, the underwater worlds and creatures that exist there. I think they're so fascinating in large part because they're below us and, you know, we're not going to see them unless we somehow get under there and are able to, you know, I mean... Vision takes a hit when you're underwater uh, if you don't have the right equipment and stuff like that, and you still, even so, can't see that far ahead of you depending on where you are uh, and the clearness of the water, the cleanness of it. Uh, So, I really, I really like that he loved that too because it's just cool. You're in this cage, you get to look all around you, look below, look at top, look above you, and just see these fish. And it's one of the best looking games I've played so far on PlayStation VR, Um, and it's probably because you know there's not a lot. Going on, it's just you going straight down in this cage and getting to see some cool underwater wildlife. And then that that game, which is like a collection of four short little experiences, also has a VR luge where you're lugeing down just like a regular street road. And there's like a construction environment. There's one during night. There's one that's just on the street again, but not in the construction area uh i didn't try that but i watched my dad play it he was screaming so much so loud i wish i was recording that because it was hilarious it was so funny because he was just i mean there are times where you have to try and weave your way through cars between cars when they're coming at you on the side and you can go under them and for me it's like oh that i don't see anything it just turns the car red but he actually could see ever so briefly because he's moving quickly the under uh the underbody of the car which is cool uh and he was just he was he was he was enjoying himself just screaming his he was so loud he was i thought i was gonna go deaf after listening to him play that and then he just dabbled in the the heist one doing the little tutorial where he picks up the gun and shoots it and all that and he he's excited to play more of that because he he just loved picking up that gun and shooting the targets so that'll be fun to mess with them and uh I think I'll try to give him the the move controller so he can use those. And then, other than that, I also but I selfed away from what is it? It's not Elite Dangerous. It's whatever the Eve Valkyrie, which is the like space shooter one, which I picked up because he likes space shooter things like that. He just likes flying things. And there's the scout mode, which allows you to just fly around the environment and search for. Cargo or something, but you can just fly around the environment. You don't need to worry about the cargo and just kind of explore at a leisurely place. And I'm thinking about getting the Eagle Flight One Two for the same thing, so you can just fly around that. Um, then there was one other one I ordered, which was I haven't, I can't even remember. I almost thought about Farpoint, but then I was like, "Huh, oh, isn't that the one that you need? You you should get the gun with. And the 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 bundle wasn't on sale, just the game by itself. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, but yeah, so. That was was cool. I also picked up for myself Wipeout HD Collection. Because that was super cheap. And I love Wipeout. And I somehow never picked it up at that point. So I can't wait to play some of that. Even though it's not in VR. That would would be an incredible VR experience. But yeah. I'm still enjoying VR as a novelty it is. Is it life changing? No. I think it will definitely be improved. As more equipment or what have you revolves around the rest of your body and not just your your view and your perspective and all of that Um, like I said with the gloves and stuff which Ready Player One does stuff with that um, which I think is you know where the future will probably go if possible Um, But I like it and I think the resolution definitely is the the first place now resolution is important Wireless is the most important if i don't have to worry about the wires that's definitely the best and if there somehow becomes a way whether it's like in the headset some kind of like gyro thing or something where you don't need the camera and you could just go anywhere you don't need something that is like tracking you at the same time that the, can- the 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 headset itself is able to track where you are and all that i think that and wireless on top of that is the the most important next step for vr and my little experience with it so far but i'm enjoying it i am no way regret my purchase i am mean, i'm happy with the purchase uh part purchase because every time i have put the headset on my father he enjoys a hell out of the experience and he's just having a blast and anytime i get to see my father enjoy himself it's money well spent if i spent money on making that happen so uh love my father and i love that he's loving vr so far and I hope it lasts long. Um long time. I know I know he's gonna be super pumped when Ace Combat comes out, whenever the hell that is. Hopefully it's soon. Uh hopefully I'm pretty sure it has to be this year. But then yeah. Moving on to Ready Player One. So I finally watched it. And I contacts I read and listened to a chapter of the book and I hated it then because it just felt like this really poorly written pandery shit and after watching the movie it feel the same the movie just felt like dumb pandery crap In, in large part because it is so incredibly poorly written the jokes are terrible I can't think of many times where I ever found anything even remotely funny. I kind of laughed initially when Show showed up and was eleven years old. I just kind of I thought the actor they had playing him did his part as an eleven year old. It's like, oh, what is a big deal at eleven year old? And they put a sign over my face, it's like, yeah, you're you're kind of you're kind of funny. I kind of like you, but he's like three minutes of the movie. Um, but so much of the humor is dumb, and I think. It's a movie made for my generation. People who love the 80s, grew up in the 80s, and you know 90s things, and even before that, 70s stuff, and you know all that stuff. I, you know, it, it's speaking to me. I'm, I should like it. I love Scott Pilgrim, but I love Scott Pilgrim because it incorporates stuff that I love, and uses them in clever, funny ways in a story that is interesting. The story of Ready Player One is dumb. It's not that original or that special. Oh, this guy created this VR world. He died. Five years go by and nobody's found the first, they found the first Easter egg, but nobody's finished or beaten this mission. So they can't get the first key. There are three keys. Uh, Then we get to, you know, we're five years ahead. They Figure it out, find the one key. There's this evil organization trying to get the key so that it can get ownership of Oasis, uh, not the band. Because the band, I mean, we all know Blur is better, but you know, then you what Parsable or whatever, and Artemis and Hoo Ha, whatever they find the other key. The, the the one the coolest bit of the movie that I really enjoyed was the section of the movie that takes place in The Shining. That the way they did it and, and just what happens there, I really enjoyed that. Sp- ten minute slice of the movie. But everything else is just like the 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 lowest of the low for me of the jokes was a joke where this one bulky dude is being voiced by the guy who called him the fake bomb threat whose name I can't remember right now. Uh, he is talking to the the big bad guy and he's like, you know, I, I like you. I like your style. You just you just bite right from the get go. You don't waste any time licking. You you just you bite to the chewy center. Just like you know, that commercial with the owl. Remember? Remember that commercial? like He he keeps like, just... He's like, hey, remember, it's this. You know, from this, from this. Like You don't need to clarify so thoroughly what your reference is from. Because your movie is nothing but references. That's all it is. You're pandering to us. You're just like, hey, remember this? Remember this? That's the thing I don't like, is that it's just... It's not using these things that we remember and love in clever ways. It's just throwing them all at you, the entire time, and that's what's fun. Like you know, in, in Scott Pilgrim, you have you know the you know people explode into coins. Does it make sense? No, but it's kind of you know it's making fun of that whole thing. Or when people get punched, they have the kapow Like in you know the original Batman series and stuff like that. It's, it, it, it incorporates things in more of a fun way. It's a slightly clever. At least it doesn't just be like, "Hey, look, you see, you see that Mario poster I'm on my wall? Love that Mario." Hey, look, I'm dressed like Buckaroo Banzae. Remember Buckaroo Banzae? Another thing I don't understand is, you know, I know why it is. It's so that you just have all these references and like I remember this, and the you love this bit, you love the the Delorean, all this. But like, it's 2045 or something. And what there was never there was never any new cultural things that happened in that time frame. People just l- love this these few decades, like seventies and eighties, and a little bit of nineties or whatever. You know, and some stuff now with like Trace and stuff like that. But like nothing cool happened in between because I don't feel like there's nothing new in it. So there's nothing cool that ever happened. Nothing. All right, whatever. The 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 world just sucked after twenty eighteen okay whatever i also don't understand how the vr works you have people who are seated in vr stations you have people who are on like these fully you know th- uh 360 degree treadmill things uh people who are just on the street it seems when sometimes when they cut to the people on the street they're doing the exact movements of their characters in the oasis Which means, like, when they're doing karate moves in there, they're doing karate moves in real life. They all know karate. Like, what is that? How is that going? But also, I mean, there are people who are just, like, walking on the street. Just in regular life. They're not in any kind of station. And they're walking in the world. So they're just in VR. I mean, what prevents them from walking in the middle of the street and getting hit by a car? And how are the people who are in, like, the seated stations moving? Do they, are they, they don't have a really controller because they can manipulate their hands in the game. So, are they thinking that? Like, do they have to spend time, some of their thought processes thinking that. Whereas the people who are just walking on the street, they don't have to because they're just walking regularly like a normal person. I don't, I don't understand how the VR works and how they're all controlling this, this shit. Also, uh, the, the bad guy, he gets into a fight with Percival why is he wearing a full bodysuit where he can feel pain why did he even put it on he doesn't need it you don't need to have that that's like a a a bonus a special thing that you can get if you have a lot of money so that you can feel stuff like when a girl's all feeling up on you but why does he put it on why doesn't just put the headset on he doesn't need to feel that pain it it prevents you know it's uh, a hindrance for him when he's fighting against him. Because he gets kicked in the balls. And they love showing him you he kicked in the balls. Oh it's so funny he got kicked in the balls. When he gets out of the thing he's like oh my balls I can't stand up straight. I didn't like it. I, I thought it was just so messy. So loud. And I, I just. I was happy when it was finally over. Isn't you know? It was also funny. Hey look Parcival you're so into this Artemis. And she's saying you're going to be disappointed if you see me in person. Don't say you love me. Because then you're going to, you know, you see me in person, you're going to be disappointed with how I look. Because I don't look anything like this. This is just my avatar. Oh, yeah, okay. So in person, you know what you are. You're you a super fucking pretty woman, young woman, in great shape, who has a birthmark. A fucking Kratos birthmark. Whoop-de-doo. Does it look bad? No, it looks cool. Because it, it looks exactly like Kratos. Is it designed for Kratos? I don't know. Maybe there's another reference. I'm not getting there. Whatever. Well, I mean, some of the references are just so, like... Clearly, it's uh, whatever his face, the writer. Uh It's like, these are all things he loves, and he hopes... Like, Buckaroo Banzai is not a movie I think has a, hu- a huge people who love it. Like, it's a very cult movie, as far as I know. I've seen it. It's fine. I saw it in large part because I'm like, I love Jeff Goldblum. I think he plays the cowboy in it. Um But it's a weird movie. I don't think it's that great. It's, it's kind of funky, whatever. But... I don't know. I, I think probably people love it in the same way I love Surf Ninjas or Tank Girl. Uh, but I'm sure people will say, no, it's better than those movies. Those movies are dumb. Buckaroo Banzai is smart and clever. Mm, whatever. It's fine. But like that, he dresses like Buckaroo Banzai at a point. It's like fine. And she knows it too. Because they all know all the pop culture things from the 70 days. Because that's, they don't know anything from now. Because nothing now that has ever happened. Trace is there. There's a Chucky there. And also, you know, why don't we, you know, take the Iron Giant and turn him into a, a, a monster machine. The thing that's like, no, you shouldn't be violent. Don't do that with the Iron Giant. But, you know, you have to in this movie because you got to take on Mechagodzilla. And, you know, he eventually dies. Because whatever. Uh, there's a Gundam. The Ninja Turtles are in there. I should love it. The Ninja Turtles are in there for a brief period. There's a, there's a very small moment where Sonic the Hedgehog is there. We should just see like a blue streak. It's like, and then it's like, oh, that must have been Sonic. Ah, oh yeah. Oh, what else is there? <laughs> I mean, there's so this to me is the is the wet dream of somebody who loves all that shit and can't wait for it to come out on video so that they can just go frame by frame by frame. Hey, look, 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 look there. At some point, Parsable does a Hadouken. Woo, fucking dumb, stupid. Playing a bunch of Atari 2600 games. Did not like. Did not like. The best part of the whole movie. Was the Mission Impossible trailer before it. Because I'm so excited for that. Every time I see that bathroom fight. I'm like oh. This is hot. But yeah. I mean. I don't know. I mean a large part of it too. Is just because I think. That the general story is so weak. I don't care about anything. I don't really like Percival. Uh I didn't. I, I did like when it started up, I was like, yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll be into this. The, the look of his avatar wasn't bothering me so much. His friend H I kind of liked. And then I was just like, yeah, this story is doing nothing for me. I don't like Parsible. I really hate the look of Artemis. Uh, it just, none of it came together so long too. Um, I just, I, I didn't find any of it all that fun. And the jokes were really bad. I mean, the writing was just terrible. It was so poorly written, and that 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 above all else is what really killed it for me. So yeah, movie passed. Thank you for making me not have to pay for that. So at least at least there's that. It seemed like I was maybe the me and my, me. It seemed like I, me and my buddy were the only people who weren't feeling the movie at all when we saw it. So. That's that's Ready Player One. And this is the Pixelated Sausage Podcast, the end of it. Once again I'm your host, Mark Husnez. Y'all can find me on the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Xbox Lives, the Mindless, the Steams, the Yeah, all the usual places at PX Sausage. On PSN I am the Kush three where I don't know what the fuck I'm yeah the size of course pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, which are also <laughs> available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and you can also find the art on the site or by going over to pxsart.com. And if you'd like to support the site in general, and why the hell would you? You wouldn't. Would you? Would you? You would. Alright, then go over to Patreon.com slash PXS and support us that if you If you fancy, if you fancy a Dancy with Hugh Dancy. Isn't that his name? Hannibal? Something like that. Good actor. Like him. Like him. I don't know. Do I say anything else? Am I supposed to? I don't remember. I don't know. I think I just, you know, at this point, just go, you know, like, bye